This is a Be Groovy or Leave production. Head to BeGroovyOrLeave.com to discover the best in new music. Now on with your show. Welcome to Life on Music. I'm your host, Jesse Napper. If you're new to the podcast, this is the show where I chat with a different musician each week all about music. And this week I'm chatting with Guthrie, who is a Melbourne-based singer-songwriter who just released a new song called Queenstown, which sounds like this. She also has a couple of other songs that she's previously released, which you should go and check out. But let's jump into the chat with Guthrie. So we have Guthrie with us. How, how are we doing today, Guthrie? Very good. Thank you for having me. Oh, no problem. Thank you. Thanks so much for coming on. I guess I'll start by talking about your latest single called Queenstown. Such a good song. I was like, damn, that's good when I first heard oh, it. Oh, thank you. The first thing I kind of noticed, because I'd heard um, Fairy Lights in the past, I, I came across that when I think when it first came out. Actually, oh, cool. I think I think the way I, I found out about you was um, recommended through a friend that I think you worked with, a guy named Tim Berner. If you... Yes, yeah, amazing. Yeah, he worked with you on, I think it was an Energy Groove radio thing at SAE where we both went to uni. No way, yeah. He and I actually recorded a version of Queenstown for Energy Groove the time that I was um, coming through on tour there. So he kind of saw it in its um, pure form back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, but then uh, shortly after that, I, I listened to the song Fairy Lights, which had just come out. Was it Fairy Lights and Wuto? It's written um, down as, was, yep. I've forgotten what the abbreviation is now. I should remember. but That's all right. I just call it Wuto because I, I can't bear myself to, to call it by like the actual lyrics of the song. <laughs> yeah, fair um, enough. Fair enough. Uh, were, were they out on the same day? Because just reading off Spotify. That's what I've got. Uh, yeah, I think that that must have um, that must have happened in the rebrand when I right. changed over project names. But yeah, Wuto came out I think around like uh, March or April in 2019, and then Fairy Lights was later in the year. Yeah, nice. Yeah, but both kind of cool songs. But um, what I wanted to say was I got I got a bit got a bit distracted. But Queenstown, the new one, it's a bit of a bit of a divergent from that kind of sound, which I was a bit more rocky, and this is a bit more folktronic, you call it, which mm. is kind of folk and electronic what was the um, reason for that kind of change yeah it, it definitely is a lot more um folktronic <laughs> if that's um mm-hmm. if that's a word that i can use but yeah i think one of the reasons why i wanted to bring electronic elements into queenstown particularly for this release was so that i could start to introduce those textures into the project and i'm hoping that for my ep um, which i'll be recording relatively soon actually that I can employ both rocky and kind of alt-rock elements as well as those um, electronic textures. So I think introducing Queenstown in this way first was kind of a way for me to introduce that slightly different tone of um, of this project 
Um, and then I'm hoping to bridge in some of those rocky elements that I, I really love as well to kind of say more in that EP context. Yes, yeah, sweet. As well as that, um, you mentioned you kind of touched on a little bit the kind of rebrand. This is the first time you've gone by just go three. You used to have a first name, but um, that's, <laughs> no more that's, first long, name. that's long gone now. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's um, first names are so 2019, I think. Totally, totally. But yeah, what, what was the reason for the kind of name change or the dropping of the first name? Yeah, it's a good question. I think um, it, it was a long time coming <laughs> because I think um, as much as, you know, I think there, there was a lot of, there was a lot obviously that happened <laughs> using my full name in terms of like, uh, you know, doing a lot of music stuff kind of since I was a kid and, you know, I, I still wanted to kind of respect the kind of journey that I've been on and also wanted to make sure I'm kind of bringing people along into this new project because I think sometimes when artists rebrand, it can be a bit of a like, oh, but I got, I got kind of attached to this project and this name that, you know, you used to have. Yeah. And so I didn't want to just kind of completely drop it, you know, um, and I also didn't want to completely drop the old sound. I more wanted to add stuff to it. So by um, choosing a um, just like a one word project name and I think the most convenient thing is kind of my just like my last name I think mm-hmm. that allows me to have a bit of a framework where I can do more like world world building with the, the sounds that I want to have in the project um, and I think it can start to kind of take the the way that we perform live and the way that we bring sounds together in the context of you know recorded music as well away from just kind of like a solo focusing a songwriter type of project into you know something a little bit more or something where I can kind of experiment more and say a little bit more with the songs that I want to be performing but I think that the interestingly it was mostly um when I started working with Sophie Payton or Gordy that we Mm -hmm. started having conversations and you know I, I mentioned that like I wanted to possibly go on to a new a new project name and you know eventually we were just kind of talking and you know and we, t- we were talking a little bit about like Megan Washington and how like Washington was a really good option for her and yeah. then we, we were both just kind of like what about Guthrie that might actually work yeah. <laughs> and so just kind of sat with it for a little while and you know just yeah I guess I kind of liked it yeah nice it's definitely definitely ha- good to have a a good last name that you can do do that with because my my name would be a nightmare. Oh, I guess what's how do you pronounce your last name? Well, I don't know if you got my um my last name sent to you, but um that's a that's a fake last name as well oh. that I, I just use because my real my real name's too hard to to say. Oh, well, it's not it's not pronounced how it's spelt kind of thing. Sure. So my real last name is I've talked about this a fair bit on the podcast recently. Mm. I just seem to be obsessed with my name at the moment. <laughs> It's pronounced Natsali, but it's not it's not spelt like that. I usually get a Natsali. It became too much, so I just got rid of my old name. Sounds like a prog metal band. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I'll go in that direction. I used to be in a prog band, so oh, there we I could go. used that back then. Could have used it. Those days are gone. I've missed my <laughs> opportunity. There we go. We'll get back to music in just a little bit. You were telling me just before we started that you've got a new new thing that you're starting or you're about to start, Unpatched. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, for sure. I think depending on when this podcast comes out, this might be like the first time I'm kind of talking about it <laughs> to, to people. Um, but uh, yeah, it was a, an exciting project that um, started as um, an idea that came from me and my housemates during lockdown last year um, where we kind of noticed that there's 
really not a lot of representation when it comes to women and gender diverse producers in particular. But then we also were considering that like it's not just in kind of technical production. We wanted to present a series where we're kind of acknowledging like the the awesomeness of a bunch of different creators, whether they be um, like technical producers or people who have a music project where they're absolutely pulling the strings and they have like a really strong vision for what they want to achieve and talking about what it takes to achieve that vision for them. And personally, I've found it so far like really, really inspiring to speak to so many different people about their process um, in that. And I think that's been super helpful for me and given me so much more confidence. So, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Obviously, it's something you're passionate about, but um, I suppose there are a lot of, like like you said, it's underrepresented, but there are obviously a fair few people that kind of believe the same thing and have the same kind of worldview. I don't know. I, I, I put that badly, but um, what what made you want to do this kind of project? Yeah, I think um, it's, it's definitely something that I started um, thinking about more as I kind of started my own journey into, you know, identifying with the producer role more and more. Because I think mm-hmm. as, a, as a songwriter, um, you know, of course, like I think every songwriter has a bit of a, like a vision of what they want a song to be like. But I think particularly learning more about Ableton during lockdown and, you know, putting some tracks together and things like that. And then, you know, starting to work with, you know, Sophie on producing Queenstown I think it was, yeah, it was a really interesting process just kind of uncovering some hidden barriers that I'd had and like hidden assumptions about what I can do and can't do. And so I kind of wondered, you know, is this something that goes on for other people as well? In in talking to more people, it seems like it is a pretty common experience to, to kind of feel like there's barriers to kind of claiming that identity and that space. So we wanted to do something about that. So that's where Unpacked came from. Awesome. Sounds cool. And what kind of, what platform is that going to be on? It mostly honestly happened over Zoom and <laughs> we were thinking like should we do this in like a, a more kind of you know a more flashy way <laughs> but then really we just wanted to have like screen sharing and we wanted to have like people going through yeah. their sessions and just like getting into the nitty-gritty stuff um, and so we felt like that was nice. the best way to do it. Nice and, the, and will it be on like YouTube stuff like that? All that yeah. Awesome can't wait for that I'll definitely be checking it out. Oh thank you yay. I hope you're enjoying the chat so far, just breaking it up as always to let you know if you wanted to check out Guthrie's music, including her new single, Queenstown, you can find it wherever you buy or stream music. And you should also go check out her socials as well, which I'll link in the description of the episode, along with the socials for life on music, if you wanted to check that out. And if you are enjoying the episodes, you can follow or subscribe wherever you're listening right now to hear the episodes when they're first released. But let's jump back into the chat with Guthrie. Something I like to learn about is people's background with music and how they started. I think you've touched on it a little bit, but when was it that you started? Were you a a young starter? And yeah, what was first for you in terms of like singing or an instrument, anything like that? Yeah, I think it kind of started as singing mostly for me, like when I was uh, a (laughs) youngin, maybe like kind of eight or nine or something. um, I was like, oh, this is fun. I like I like doing this. And then, um, yeah, my parents were, were really lovely. And, you know, even though I probably didn't sound that good, they were like, you should go sing at some open mic nights, you know. My dad was like, I'll play guitar for you. And so, you know, I did that a bit and would always be making jokes about, sorry, I've got to, you know, 
get off the stage. She's got school the next morning, you know. <laughs> so um, that was kind of fun. And then, yeah, it's his birthday today, which is cool. So, <laughs> but yeah. So then after that, I think I started to kind of learn how to play guitar. And then uh, from there, I started kind of writing songs. Um, once again, I was very fortunate that there was not a lot of judgment in, in the house because <laughs> they were truly awful, truly awful songs. Um, <laughs> but I think, um, you know, you've got to get you've got to get all the bad ones out so that there's, you know, some decent ones yeah. that start coming through. Exactly. Yeah. So I think, yeah, it was interesting just like, playing guitar, singing some songs, had a had a, a band in high school, which I really loved. And, yeah, then I think I took a break for about five years to study maths and came back and did electronic stuff recently. Nice. It's amazing. You're like the second person that I've had on the podcast that studied maths at university. Oh, cool. That's, that's so strange for a music podcast. Here we go. We should start a band. Got to get more. Yeah, more maths majors I need, I need in this place. Absolutely. Yeah, but that's that, that's pretty cool. Um, I watched another interview that you you did. I think it's about a year ago, and you were talking about kind of taking a break from from being a math major, and it was just so funny that you kind of had to go to your parents and go, "I'm going to stop music for a bit." <laughs> yeah, the craziest thing in the world. Yeah, it was the opposite of what uh, most people's stories are. I think. <laughs> You will not go to uni. You're going to do music. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I think they've always been pretty supportive about whatever pathway. But I think it was a bit of a um, it was a bit of a switch up <laughs> at the time. Yeah, like we, there's been so many band practices, and now you want to go to uni and just do logic all the time <laughs> and just throw your life away. Yeah. It's far too employable. <laughs> So obviously, like I said, I'm loving the new song. But what what else have you got coming up in terms of music? Any any plans for the future? Yeah, I'm really excited to get back and start playing shows. I think that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. I'll definitely hit up the old socials when that's going to happen to let people know. But I think um, in the meantime, I've just been kind of gearing up for doing some recording for this EP that I'm going to be working on with yeah with the band and. Yeah, just doing some writing as well. There might be some interesting kind of writing collaborations and things that might happen on the EP as well. So my brain gets excited about that. Is co-writing something you've done in the past? It's something that I've experimented with, yeah, but I think I haven't co-written something that I've like properly recorded yet. So I'm pretty excited for that. Yeah, nice. Is it something you're you're comfortable with? Yeah, so that's a good question. Like I think there's always something pretty vulnerable about songwriting, you know, so I think like... I'd have to be pretty comfortable in the space. But I think I think like working in that way is something that I want to explore more and I want to get better at. So I think it would be a good opportunity to to do that and just figure out what kind of processes I, I need to kind of put in place to, to get the best out of myself yeah. in terms of collabs. Yeah, awesome. Well, um, thanks so much for doing the podcast today. It's been, been good chatting and good to meet you. You too. Thanks so much for chatting with me. Thanks for listening and thank you to Guthrie for chatting with me this week. Don't forget to check out Guthrie's music, including her new single, Queenstown, wherever you buy or stream music. And check out her socials as well as the socials for Life on Music, which I'll link in the description of the episode. And if you did enjoy the episode, you can follow or subscribe wherever you're listening right now to hear the episodes when they're first released. But that's all for this week. Until next week, goodbye.
Life on Music was brought to you by Be Groovy or Leave. Head to BeGroovyOrLeave.com to discover the best in new music.